0: Can you say, uh, oh, can you do this? What? Can you say, um, yeah, you're listening to the Podcast it. Girl podcast? No, pro- Project Girl <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you're listening to the Project Girl podcast. Uh, disclaimer, there will be adult content. Okay, let me see.
1: Están escuchando el podcast de Project Girl. Mucho cuidado con los <laughs> que están escuchando porque hay contenido muy adulto.
0: did you feel safe when you drank when you were a kid with your friends did i guess you don't really think about it at the time you're you're not like who's taking care of me
1: you know it's like you really don't think about that Mm -mm. i remember one time i did get alcohol poisoning oh no yeah i had like 25 shots of gin.
0: Jesus Christ, gin? Who drinks gin when they're a teenager? Again, it was, I found a bottle in a fridge, <laughs> and
1: it happened <laughs> to be gin. And I thought it was going to be super cool, so I was rocking around the party with two shot glasses, and I was giving one to somebody and then one for me. So every time, I went over to 25 people.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And I passed out. I had the whole thing. And I had... All my girlfriends took care of me. Yeah. The only thing I remember was waking up in the shower, n- completely naked. Them throwing like buckets of cold water over me. <gasps> but you really don't think about it. You you just don't understand the consequences of what you're doing. No. So after that, even after I had the whole passing out, I mm-hmm. didn't realize that there are actually people that could die mm-hmm. from having alcohol poisoning like mm-hmm. that. Because it's not like they took me you know, to a hospital, right? They kind of dealt with me there, which is also not a good idea. So you just don't think about it. I, I think it, the first time I thought about it was maybe 10 years after that happened that I was yeah. like, oh, that was not okay. Yeah. <laughs> How did you survive that? Yeah. While you're lucky to be alive. You know, I went to church, confessed, like I had the whole thing because I couldn't believe what had happened, but it didn't take me until
0: years after when it happened. To, real, to really, to really yeah. understand how dangerous oh, yeah. that was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't think about it. You know, you do feel yeah. safe. I mean, I guess that's part of being a teenager. You don't think about
1: anything. <laughs> Honestly, you really don't. There was a point I was like maybe fifteen and my friends were like, Yeah, let's go over to this DJ's house and we went to the DJ's house, it was already too late, I had to go home at some point. My parents were super overprotective, so that my mom was calling all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just had a really bad feeling about this guy. I went there and I just felt like something was really off about him. And I go to my girlfriend and say, can we just go? You know, I just don't feel safe. It was the first time I've actually not felt safe. And about a week later, he murdered his then 17-year-old girlfriend by strangling her.
0: Oh, my God. On a
1: high from ecstasy. <gasps> and I just knew and I had like such a bad feeling about him. And after that point, I really started being very careful where we went. Because you don't think about it. No. Yeah you just like you're going to DJ's house whatever you know you're much younger and you're, there's no chaperones at all no and this guy murdered his girlfriend she was 17 at the time mm, it was how, horrible how to he like 22 23 dude yeah yeah but if you went to his apartment you could just sense that this guy was like on some weird shit mhm and i mean he did it while well, high on ecstasy so <laughs> when he was off the ecstasy he could not like, the shock that came over him that he had done that. did he Traumatized. To, did he go to jail? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's still there. Ooh, He's still there because when it happened, he drove around with the corpse for, like, 12 hours or something. He went over to a friend's house, Fuck. showered, and then he told the friend, like, nonchalant. He was like, oh, by the way, I just, by mistake, I just killed my girlfriend. And the friend was, like, called... Nine like 911 right away and said uh, my friend just told me this you know let's check it out and yeah and that's how they found her because she went on missing it was like a whole thing all of Miami was like oh my god there's this girl missing we gotta look for her she was already dead by then he was just driving around with her Wow, I know and that was like I was I was very young when that happened but it just doesn't hit you at the time right how unsafe it is some of the stuff we actually end up doing just to look cool or not not to be judged by our friends, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, to keep up. Or not it's not even to keep up. Sometimes it's like or it's not always sometimes you just want to do that bad thing for the experience of doing the bad thing. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, yeah. oh, I've I've heard all about blowjobs. I've never given one. <laughs> That's going to be something I'm going to do someday. I never gave a blowjob in my life, but like to this day? Oh, to this day. Okay. No comment. <laughs> absolutely no comment to that you know girl hand i'm just bluffing i'm just fluffing
1: i don't know if you're my parents were really overprotective Mm. and that just pissed me off because i was like i was really like a little bit feminist when i was young i was like you know what why does my twin brother get to go out wherever he wants and i can't go out anywhere yeah Ooh, let's talk about having
0: a twin brother yeah i don't have one but I just, you know, keeping- if you the, had
1: one, oh my God, that oh, would
0: be Oh, he would have, I'm, I'm telling you this, my twin brother would have, have had the most amazing facial hair.
1: Yeah, and I think you guys would have, like, a group. You would be, like, the carpenters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like,
1: 100%. Maybe with a little edge to it, but yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, cool, I'll take it. <laughs> um, you know, it was like, when we were younger, we, there was no gender, Mm-hmm. You know, my brother and I would shower together. We'd sleep in the same room. You didn't think, you're a girl, you're a boy. Right. You know, no one put these pressures on you about, you know, how you, you're supposed to act with one another. We were just buddies. He was my best friend. I was born with the guy, so I had to get along with him, you know. <laughs> my parents were the types that would, like, dress as alike, you know, even though we were different genders. Right. But... I just felt like we were friends and he was my friend. And then society starts putting this pressure on you. Mm-hmm. You're a girl. You're not supposed to be hanging out with him or in the same room with him. And it was really confusing because if it wasn't for society saying this is how you're supposed to act and this is how he's supposed to act, I feel like our relationship would have been much closer mm-hmm. growing up and going through puberty.
0: When do you feel like that happened? How old are you?
1: Uh, maybe nine, nine, like yeah, pretty eight, nine, mm-hmm. when you start elementary school, it's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. It's different. You know, there's a lot of, oh, that's your twin. And then, and then people kind of start mocking you because you're a twin. And it, just, it just felt really uncomfortable. And, and society starts putting you in different places and mm-hmm. separating you. Oh, twins can't be in the same room together in class. They can't, yeah, like you have to separate oh. them from classrooms. So then society started separating us. And and it just it was so weird after that because, it the, it wasn't as united as, as it used to be. Mm-hmm. If it's twins that are the same gender, everyone pushes for them to be obsessed with one another.
0: Yeah, the exact same.
1: It's like the complete opposite of what they do when they're That's boy so and girl.
0: Interesting. Like,
1: when they're the same gender, oh wait, you guys are best friends. You guys don't finish each other's sentences. You don't wear the same clothing, and and some of them are really different. Yeah. But when it's boy and girl, you are not supposed to be that tight. Right. It's like almost a little bit weird for people. So, yeah, it was it was a different experience. I think it gave me a lot of insight about what it is to grow up, you know, what it is to be a boy and then go through puberty, become a man. I feel like my mentality is not as girly as it could have been because I grew up with, you know, seeing him and mm-hmm. what he looked for in a girl. And, you know, what he went through, how his mind would work regarding you know sex and and just relationships and school and friends it really changed the way that i went about it you know because i i saw it through him mm-hmm. as other girls are like i don't understand why he just doesn't answer me or why do, he doesn't want to be in a relationship with me i already had all those answers because i saw it through my brother did you
0: so did you guys talk about stuff like that were you pretty close mm-hmm.
1: a little bit yeah like he still tells me stuff now Mm -hmm. which is like no dude don't go there but he doesn't care because I'm his twin sister he just tells me so yeah both my brothers are very uh, open regarding just how they even view women or the kind of women they like or the things about women that they find super weird or crazy you know so I always had I looked you know I peeked through Mm -hmm.
0: and peeked what is the phrase like peeked peeked into got a window into yeah
1: Uh, of what it would be like to be a guy. So Uh I knew not to make those mistakes after they said that they didn't like it about a girl.
0: Oh, no. So do you think a lot of how you identified, a a large part of how you identified yourself came from, came filtered through your brother?
1: Yeah. We're brothers, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, because I wasn't very cute, Mm -hmm. um... I only, you know, guys are only your friends when they don't find you attractive. Yeah. Like true friends where they won't even touch you. Well, they are like talk to you on the phone about the girls that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of guy friends where I would, they would just talk to me because I was not cute. They <laughs> would talk to me about the crush that they had and how they were going to go about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting her attention or whatever. And then once I hit puberty and I changed, then... All of a sudden, it's like I already knew what they wanted. And and it, it actually helped me more when it came to dating than it hurt me because mm-hmm. I just knew exactly what they wanted from a woman than, than if I was on the other side. I was like the cool one that everyone wanted in that moment. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting that it, from those relationships, by me being not very cute, because <laughs> I really wasn't, <laughs> I learned how then to date once I was not terrible to look at.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> you're so mean to yourself. Hey, you know, <laughs> to your young self.
1: Right, when I turned so
0: beautiful, when I was a swan. Yeah, when you became a swan. When I became a swan, you know. Yeah. So, do you fi- were your parents as protective of your brother as they were of you, or did he kind of just get to go do his own thing?
1: No, no, nowhere near how protective they were over me. Were you? Did that piss you off? Oh my gosh. They even like would sometimes make my brother the chaperone. <gasps> And he
0: hated it. Like, he didn't want to do fair that. either of you.
1: No, he was like, why? That sucks. Like, he didn't like the fact that he became a chaperone either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it really pissed me off, which turned me into a complete rebel when I was in my
0: teens. Ooh, tell me a story about something you did that was rebellious. <laughs> um, <laughs> go. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God.
1: Um, so, my girlfriend and I, we best friend, like... Like, my homie, okay? We were, like, 16 or something. And in Miami, they have regattas, which is you go on a boat, and all these boats meet somewhere in the ocean, and they party. Hard. Okay? (laughs) Sounds dangerous. Very. Okay? (laughs) Usually, one or two people die every regatta every year. Every regatta has a DJ on it. Yes. At it. Yeah. Or, like, they just, like, drown or something because they've drunk too much, right? So, my friend and I were like, we've got to go. She already had the boat that we were going to go on. We just... My mother was like, if you go... You were grounded for life. I'm like, Mom, chill. We're just going to the beach. Okay. <laughs> just going to head up the beach. So she picks me up and we leave. And like, we're driving up maybe an hour from my home. And my mom thinks we're right there. We're like 10 minutes away from her. Mm-hmm. Get on the boat, have this whole party, and everyone's super drunk. Okay. There's like booze. There's everyone's either doing drugs or booze. Like, people are very, very high or drunk. Okay. One girl from another boat lands on our boat, and she has alcohol poisoning. What do you mean, lands? Did somebody toss she, her into the air? Pretty much like, well, because all the boats are connected. Right. So she just fell over to our boat. Oh, into your boat. Okay. Yeah. She
0: had alcohol Can poisoning. Can you tell me like, how big these boats are? Because I'm thinking they're pirate ships. No way. They're no speed way. are they speed boats? They're like dinghies. Like no.
1: no. What's a dinghy? <laughs> a dinghy's like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know how to describe this. It's um, some <laughs> okay. not a pirate boat. I grew up in a landlocked state. I'm going to let you after this podcast to do a little Google research okay.
0: Okay. Not right, a but, pirate boat. But but like small medium sized boat, but bigger than a speedboat.
1: There some of them don't have like rooms underneath or anything okay. like that. It's All just right. you chilling on the just a regular boat. Yeah, regular boat. Okay. okay. They're all together, connected. She falls over to okay, her boat. she fell in your boat. She, she fell, landed she in She landed boat. in my boat. <laughs> land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> funny. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then, because <laughs> there's no caught, land around, you know? Somebody caught her with a fishing pole. Yeah, they yeah, reeled yeah. her in. She landed in your boat. No, no, no.
1: It was, like, very dramatic because okay. she has alcohol poisoning. She's dying from being how drunk she got. She's a dumb idiot because she should have controlled her alcohol intake. <laughs> and so a helicopter comes to pick her up. What? But as the helicopter's coming, the police is coming to arrest our boat because we had an underage girl who just passed out on our boat. Were and you underage? Weren't a- yes. Yes, okay, 100%. Oh, you but that wasn't 16. the girl. You were 16. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was 100% underage. But the thing is, like, this girl was the reason that we even got arrested. Like, my boat got arrested. Oh, you got arrested? Well, I didn't get arrested. Oh, my man. boat got arrested. I almost got arrested. But uh, my boat got arrested, okay? So they pick her up. It's just this dumb. Girl, like, she fell over to our boat. It wasn't even her boat, but we got in trouble for her
0: being passed out on our boat. You didn't throw her back onto a different boat before the cops came? No. Oh, my uh, God. I'm so, so, so such an you're, asshole. You're scaring.
1: You're scaring me. Um, and then we got arrested, and my mother had to go pick me up. Well, arrested, like, the boat got arrested.
0: Okay, you keep <laughs> saying the boat got arrested. I'm sorry. No I know I'm, the boat is not a, a person now, here. Now I'm thinking about... Not as big as a pirate ship, but a sizable <laughs> like boat in a jail people. cell.
1: 15 people in this boat. Oh, and we a just boat. got, is it towed? We got towed to land.
0: Woo. Did you get By to the ride public? the
1: boat? <laughs> yeah, I was on <laughs> this Being boat. Toad? I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And my friend's like, do you know what's happening we're right now?
0: We're going to jail. Sherita. I'm like,
1: what? I'm taking pictures. I'm like, oh my God, this is super <laughs> cool. <laughs> She's like, we're probably going to get arrested now. And they called our parents and uh-huh. they had to go pick us up.
0: And your mom was pissed.
1: Oh yeah, there's a um, there's pissed and then there's what my my parents were cuz they both went and then her, both of her parents went so like four parents against us little girls. Scary. Mm-hmm. They were all fuming.
0: We were grounded for months. Can you do an impression of your mom when she's mad?
1: No, because the microphones will explode. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to do this to this beautiful mic. <laughs> It's the scariest thing. My mother's voice changes, Uh and it goes really, like, nasally, and she just, like, she's ready to fucking kill you. And I'm like, (gasps) yeah, I have a lot of respect. Does she
0: still get mad at you like that to this day? No, never. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God, no. I would die. I would not be a a well-rounded human being if that still happened.
0: Right, right, right.
1: My dad was the opposite. Like, I think he slapped my hand once, Mm -hmm. and he almost cried because he did that. He was like, so ashamed that he did that, but so mad at me for getting him to
0: that point. Right. You know? He's a bear. He's adorable. Yeah. My dad was kind of like that when I was a kid. He would get so upset, and he would he would just lose it. Oh, I also did stuff like, like knock his motorcycle over. I was just a big, clumsy kid. You don't lean on a motorcycle. You, oh. I don't know. I would just do dumb stuff, and my dad would get so upset, and then he would get... The complete opposite kind of upset, and he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry yeah. I said <laughs> that. He would like, I'm sorry. One time he got so, my sister and I were at the top bunk for some reason. I don't remember what we were doing, but he came into the room, and he was screaming, and he had his bathrobe on, and he was holding a cup of coffee, and he had this vein in his forehead was just exploding, and yeah. my sister and I both lost our shit. And we were like, you have a crazy forehead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Try yelling
0: at someone <laughs> when they're actively mocking you. Oh, God, that's
1: horrible. Kids are infuriating. Yeah, they are. I mean, I think I did do some dumb stuff. The one thing my mom would always get pissed at, I don't know why I would always stand in front of the TV even though people were watching it behind me.
0: And I don't know why I did that. Like, door I window, door window. That's what my dad would say. You make a better door, than you do a window. In Spanish, it's like, la carne de burro no es
1: transparente. It means, like, donkey meat isn't, is not transparent. <laughs> They would say that to me. And I, and mama would be like, You see, you're doing that on purpose. You're doing that on purpose to piss me off. I go, Mom, I promise you, I had no idea that I just did that. And I would just stand in front of the TV. Why? Uh Maybe I couldn't
0: like see properly. I don't know. I'm sure she's forgiven you by now. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh In the spirit of Project Girl, I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay. Uh, So our films are all based on true stories that we collect from women and we ask them to share a moment, a defining moment of their adolescence or their girlhood. Um, Something that has stuck with you for a long time or something that maybe wasn't bad or didn't seem wrong, but it's just like, oh, I still think about that thing or you've carried it into your adulthood and it's sort of defined or maybe has helped define you as a woman uh that was a very long rambling explanation yeah but you had Uh, to get to the point because I'm still kind of like oh I'm trying to think so the point is the question is do you feel like you have a moment like that something that stuck with you or something that you very clearly remember and has guided you into your adulthood yeah I mean I
1: think the one thing it wasn't bad it was actually good um from being really rebellious and sort of you know, on edge all the time. There was one day that I was I was in class. I was like 17 and I I had you know, I was I was just giving my parents so much headache and I wasn't doing well in school. And then I, I, I was in class and I go, why am I failing? I'm not stupid. I'm tired of doing summer school. I don't enjoy my, my vacations with my parents. Why am I doing this? Why am I leading this life? Mm-hmm. This is not who I want to be. I want to be able to go to school and college and get good grades and make them proud. Mm-hmm. And it was literally from that day in high school in that class. It was like a science class or something that I decided that I no longer wanted to be that person. And I never I completely switched. I became a student. Mm-hmm. I got awards, I got scholarships from that. I it's like I completely turned my life around. I wanted to spend more time with my parents, so I started staying in more and hanging out with them and trying to learn more about them mm-hmm. and helping them because you know, I'm in the same industry as them, so I really could give a hand, especially to my mom. But it was it was so like to me, I'm so glad I had that. I don't know how it happened. I don't mm-hmm. know how that thought came into my mind, but I've literally lived I lived ever since I had that thought that way where I'm sort of like all I do is to make my family proud and myself proud. I don't ever want to be that person again. So I never became that. I I never was that person ever again after that thought at 17.
0: I love that so much. Thank you. I love that because it's self-motivated.
1: Yeah. and I mean, I don't know how it happened. mm -hmm. I I can't tell you like it was God, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like, I'm tired of who I am and I don't want this to be my future. It just, it could have ended really bad if I hadn't done that. Mm -hmm. So it was good to do that. Yeah. I'll put it to you this way. It was the moment where I left my girlhood. I guess if it were to tie that question.
0: I'm going to, okay, let's leave a space here because I'm going to put in a soundtrack. No, a sound effect. Are you? Like a, yeah, we, oh, I got to, I got to have one. That This is the moment when I left my girl sound effect. What would it sound
1: like? Oh, what would it sound like? Um, I don't know, maybe something from Milan Rouge. Ooh, <laughs> a little strawberry. <laughs> yeah, sateen. Does anyone want to sing something in Spanish?
0: Oh, yeah, sing us out, girl. Uh, okay. Um. You want me to give you a beat?
1: No, okay. I, I forgot the song I wanted to sing. Pero gracias por escuchar este podcast, The Project Girl. Oh wow, that came out really cool!
0: I'm freaking out. That's so funny.
1: That's my <laughs> voice, my podcast, like Latina voice for all of you.
0: It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Thank yeah, you. Yeah. All right, that's all, right.
0: all I have for today. Muchas gracias. <laughs> De nada. <laughs> How do I stop? The I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. This podcast is a companion piece to the Project Girl film series. Please check out our website, www.projectgirlseries.com, and follow us on social media, at Project Girl Series. Thank you so much to Brick and to Mark for all the help getting this thing off the ground, and thank you to you for listening. Project Girl, our strength is in our stories.